It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. moment, 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 moment. Welcome, welcome back to the Mic'd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nika Gazden. It's a little different format. I got a guest in studio, so I'm just going to skip through the typical formalities, but y'all know what it is, all right? So say what's up, guest. Hello, Mic'd Up community. <laughs> Hello, that voice, yeah. the voice of the South. I'm coming up with a nickname for you. All right, so those of y'all, of you all, who uh, either watch Mic'd Up, the live stream, every weekday morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m., a lot of y'all know who Brandon Silvers is, right? That's me. That's you. I mean, you might come up as just a name in the chat box, but... I do use my real name, though. I'm not afraid, but uh, no, I'm always there when I can be. It's a great community. I, I, uh, I thought your name was fake, and I thought your beard was drawn on, So, but no, it's not. Only one of those things is true. <laughs> You're so good at this. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to just take a moment to introduce folks to you, to the content, to the stuff that we're working on. Um, the previous episode, I haven't really launched this new season going into 2022, but I kind of unofficially launched by doing a little crossover where um, I shared the new project that we're working on together. Go ahead and explain to people what that project is. Yes. So you, me, and Fernando Soto have come together to form the People's Beat, which is a digital media company absolutely centering the black and brown perspectives in charleston mm -hmm. i know that sounds odd just based on the news we have here absolutely yep independent media correct mm -hmm. and that's so that's what we're doing we're really excited about it through the formation of this collective or whatever you would call it we have discovered that i might have a little talent on the mic myself <laughs> you you certainly have the talent i i want to take 100 percent credit though right i would give it to you yes okay right because you were just talking and i was like no seriously how did how did we talk about started how did the conversation about starting a podcast start you remember I don't know. we were at that restaurant downtown uh, outside okay yeah, and yeah, yeah you asked me where i saw myself in this mm -hmm. uh organization right and i was thinking uh i've got some business acumen i'll be behind the scenes doing some operations work yeah and you I hope you're like, still doing it, by the way. A little bit. We might get audited. I don't know. <laughs> oh. um, so, so no. So you were like, well, you actually have to be in content as well. Congratulations. I am like that. I, I don't give. Um, I, shoot. Charleston Activist Network is a media company in, 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 by itself on, in its own right. So I'm always recruiting for talent. So I thought it was dope that Fernando... Uh, you, you know, you and I and Fernando all joined up to create People's Beat. I'm excited about that in our future with all that type of dynamic content that we'll showcase on our website. But I'm also just selfishly trying to look for new, uh, new voices. And I think, bro, I think you got it. I appreciate it. I, I think I got it too, actually. You had, you had to have gotten uh, feedback sometime in life about your ability to talk and hold conversations. You had to have gotten that feedback. I've gotten some, uh, I've been called charismatic at some point. Okay. I don't know how true that is. Okay. Uh, but no, a good conversationalist, which is, which is really funny because as a child, I was extremely shy and I had severe social anxiety. Oh, wow. So now here I just walk around, I guess making up for lost time, just talking. I, I, I think the shy kids end up being the best. I, shout out to my girl, Joy. Joy's also uh, in the Twitch fam. Um, she talked about that today um, in the text message, um, you know, that she was the shy kid. I was very shy 
extraordinary. Look at look at us. Look at us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think I spoke until I was about 22 years old. <laughs> Shut up. And I have not stopped talking since. So how you have voice so damn deep and rich? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Now, this was interesting, too, because I was talking with Fernando about this. But I do think that I had a habit of, of raising my voice when talking to people, particularly white people, because I don't want to come across oh. as threatening. And oh. I feel like a deep voice comes across as threatening. Oh, so you do like that octave, like, well, you know, Susan, like, uh, like that yep. little, sometimes. Little Mike Tyson. <laughs> Not that quite. No, not quite not there. Not quite but that. I do think, because Fernando was like, you know, you, he said the same thing. He's like, you know, you got a good deep voice, but right now, I don't know what your voice is doing, so please stop. Oh, so you were practicing like a, a, a different type of voice. My reporter voice, my Raphael James voice. Oh, gosh. Raphael got that down. I, w yeah. I would love to interview him just to, just to walk through the voice. I don't yeah. know if that's disrespectful, but... I see anchors on TikTok. They kind of, they showcase that whole thing. But yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, I wanted folks, I, I kind of interrupted you a, a bunch of times as I want to do. Um, I'm producing a podcast uh, for People's Beat, for the People's Beat, um, but it is your podcast. It is. Yeah. So I have a podcast now. It is the Beyond the Arc podcast with Brandon Silvers. I'm your host, Brandon Silvers. As always, <laughs> joined job. by my Producer extraordinaire, Mika Gadsden. Yes, right. Yep. So uh, we talk about sports and a little bit of everything. Uh, we look at sports through a different lens. Sometimes it's a social justice lens, right. the business perspective, just, just wherever we can kind of find a unique angle on, on different stories. And we try to have some fun doing it too. Yeah, I think, I think, we're, I think we're effective at um, having that fun part. That's the easy part. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, what I like about um, your vision for the podcast, at least what you've expressed uh, so far, um, is that you want to be a little bit outside the box. And I think that's something that you and I um, and Fernando, uh, when we talked about our experiences here, our professional experiences, kind of felt, I would, I would, if, I, if you don't mind me taking some liberties, it kind of feels like we've been pigeonholed or we have in certain instances been pigeonholed or been marginalized to only perform limited tasks. And it's limited our creativity, our, our ability to express ourselves. Um, I feel like you're doing that. Is that, is that fair? That is 100% accurate, particularly the past, uh, let's say, five years. I've really felt like I've been put in a box. Mm. And I'm, partially, I put myself in the box to try to succeed here in Charleston. Yeah. And now I'm openly rebelling against that. Yeah. And it's easy to rebel because it's just as simple as, okay, go be yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really trying to take it and run with that as far as I can. I just feel, I feel so much better just doing this than I felt. And I don't know how long. It just is a very freeing feeling. Yeah, no, I, I, I can feel it in how, how you come across in, in some of the conversations we have. And, and also how you prepare for this show. A lot of content um, that we've recorded is very meticulously crafted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. work out my creative muscle. What about some feedback you've gotten, even if it's just your mom and them? <laughs> Any feedback? So far, people seem to really be enjoying it. Yeah. I think they understand we're still trying to, right. what are we, three, four episodes in? We're right. still trying to work through like, okay, what is this going to be? Mm -hmm. But I think people really enjoy it. People seem to think I'm a great storyteller. You are. Just lean into it. I'm yep. funnier than, than I, I think you would think just <laughs> looking at me and you just listen to me talk. Uh, mayonnaise yeah. <laughs> sound like an inside joke but <laughs> yeah so just 
I just like being so many different things. I think I'm capable of being so many different things. And I try to express that in podcast form and hopefully some other forms coming up here soon. Yeah. What do you want? Like, what what do you want to share with people? What do you want to do? What do you want to say? Well, I know we originally bonded over the <laughs> Dan Levitard show. Yes. Yes. Oh, big fans. Yes. So they do sports in a similar way mm-hmm. where they don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. They don't take sports too seriously. Mm-hmm. And Dan, his big thing was that he he's doing a national sports show, but it's very it's, Lo- local. Yeah, yeah, it's very local. With uh, he's based in Miami, right? So that is really the goal. Except mm. I'm based in Charleston, mm. Mm. so to see how I can pull that off here. I mean, them cities is competing with each other on a lot of on a lot of levels. <laughs> I, feel like I have an advantage because at some point they're going to sink into the sea. I, I mean, we before too, us, I'm about to say, we, we already but, below but sea I level. Got like probably three to five years after they sink into the sea I until we sink into the sea. So and that's that. really we where I'm going yeah. yeah, yeah. So good luck, Dan. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> now, I, I appreciate, I, I, I th- I'm loving the fact that you, you shared that with folks and people who don't know, um, just listen to, to, to Dan Levitar, you'll get it. But, but we're, we're da- trying to do something completely different, of course. Um, but sometimes that influence is, it's hard to escape because we're such big fans, but, um, uh, but I'm, I'm excited about your voice. Like, and I mean that in that, not literally your voice. I'm excited about, uh, people hearing more from you. Um, I guess I want to take it back to, again, we, we knew we found each other through mutuals. A couple people kept suggesting to meet you in person, and I'm like, I get that a lot, and it's usually <laughs> it's not fun. Like I'll, I'll get all excited, and then the person's like, oh, uh. and I, I ain't gonna lie. When you first, I think when we first started texting, I know I didn't text back. I wasn't responsive. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I. You're like, man, fuck this bitch. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but nah. But you, 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 we, we got found each other again because Fernando you know, knew of you and knew that of your business acumen or aspirations. And then you started like, I didn't know you would come over to Twitch. I don't even know what, what made you come to Twitch, but you started joining the community there every morning at 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. But yeah, what was that? What was that like, I guess? So I started consuming your content <laughs> summer 2020, as I'm sure many people did. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I know that. You, you saw, wait, hold up. Yeah. You start watching this crazy girl with frizzy hair and a bonnet sometimes, just talk shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. On, it, that was back on the Instagram days. Yeah, the too. Instagram days. <laughs> Feels like 30 years ago. Yeah, way back then, <laughs> summer of 2020. So I, I was watching your content there and you would say things that would make me think and it would make me uncomfortable sometimes. Yep, very. And I'd have to think like, well, why am I uncomfortable? Maybe there's something to this and have to unpack those layers. And it was just really good just what you were doing educating people because I don't have the patience to do that. Mm-mm. I don't either, but I, that's why I'm on Twitch. Maybe I get a couple of coins doing it, but yeah. So I was following you on Instagram and then you stopped being on Instagram. And I, was like, I wonder what happened to me. I guess the government finally got it. Um, but uh, much to my surprise, no, you were just on Twitch. And so I was like, well, let me hop on over there and see what the hell that is. Yeah. And uh, once I figured out how to do that, All which right. really isn't as hard as Thank it seems. Thank you. Please. I had to say this last night. I Shout out to um, 
the professor, I won't say his name and anything like that, but um, I, I presented at the um, University of Maryland last night, and one of the students said, well, I guess I have to figure out because I have too many apps. I'm like, it's just a website. It's just a website. All right, sorry. Just no, it, it is literally just a website. It's like going to YouTube. Is it? Right. You can I, chat. Yeah, exactly. If someone's live on YouTube, you can chat or you can watch. Right. And the interactive portion of it is really, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was afraid to comment at first. <laughs> For real? I was like, oh, no. Because you didn't want to be like outed as a viewer? No, I didn't want to say something silly and have you flame me in publicly. Oh, why do I have this, like, this, um, I have this reputation of, like, just being merciless uh, with opposition? That's because you are. <laughs> I am. I, I do try. So, but I, I, in my head, in my heart, I don't feel as, <laughs> as harsh as apparently I'm, I'm doing, I guess, and we're going to get to that. That's actually why I wanted you to talk to me today on Mic'd Up, because I scare some folks sometimes, so we we gonna talk about that. But um, yeah, so you made your way to Twitch, and that that was cool, and you figured it out. Yeah. I did figure it out. Yeah. It's very easy. And then just seeing how your Twitch community, I guess is the proper yeah, term, it, interacts yep. with each other and with yep. you, and they're like your co-producers. Yep. And so it made me want to hop in, mm -hmm. and I, I started off very serious when I had like they a love fact to you. drop, and then I slowly was like, let me let me drop some sense of humor here. Yes, Just yo, a hint. your joke about our mayor that. I was rolling <laughs> after, like in real time. I'm like, no, he didn't just drop. Like, and it shows, like, again, it just, like, oh my God. I was dying. I literally saw this dude, like, at a piano. What was the song you said he was going to play? Fur Elise. Like, just some classical, like, some Beethoven or some Mozart or some shit, um, some Rachmaninoff or something, probably Rachmaninoff. And I just pictured this, but you have a, a very, very great sense of humor. Which is hilarious because it is hilarious <laughs> yeah. but a lot of the I'm, I'm stuck in this thing where a lot of the jokes i make i make simply to make myself laugh and, but that's what it's about <laughs> like, certainly, like when it comes to mike the podcast when it comes to twitch i start i stopped trying to get followers and start trying to create community the community i wanted i started, just started to just go for what i wanted and as soon as you do that it just frees you up and then you get you i'm not saying you're doing it for for you're not literally doing it for applause and giggles, but you've seen how people have responded to you. People seem to enjoy it so yeah. far, so that's good. But that, that's a great point, too, because with the podcast, mm -hmm. I am trying to make yeah. a podcast that I would listen to. Right, exactly. Because right. We, we had the one trash episode <laughs> yeah. that had to be burned. It's all with, right. We might do a bonus. You never yeah. know. We're on vacation somewhere, maybe. <laughs> flamed with your enemies. Um, yeah, yeah. And we, as soon as we were done, like we both took off the headphones. We're like, that's not the show we yeah, want to do. I don't right. know how we got stuck into that. Yeah. And so that, yeah, moving forward has been my goal. Like, okay, is what I'm putting together mm -hmm. going to be something I would listen to? And I think that's what's important about Beyond the Arc. Um, like for for me, I'm not trying to teach you, homie. We're co-equal partners in this, and this, and especially with with uh, the People's Beat. We're we're all. Like that's one thing Fernando and I we spoke about a couple Sundays ago was like it's our vision and I think one thing living in Charleston you're taught actually not to give not to really lean into your vision unless it's promoting tourism it's promoting a very yes. specific mindset and it's a muscle memory if you don't mind me just sharing with folks it's a muscle memory that you kind of have to unlearn it feels like 
I, just a thousand percent accurate mm-hmm. with that one. I've gone from a hundred to a thousand percent. Yes, go ahead. It really is. Absolutely. Particularly, I was, oh Lord, no. <laughs> you, I've been staying away from that today. It's all I right. you noticed that. It's uh, okay. <laughs> but being born and raised here in Charleston, mm. you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so you think certain things are normal and like, okay, this is how I have to go about life to succeed here. Mm-hmm. All false. I am... I believe I can succeed being the way that I am, mm. uh, particularly at this level of me that I'm being currently. <laughs> Maximum white shorts. Yeah. So <laughs> five inch inseam. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, so, no, I think I can succeed like this. I think I'm more talented than, That's right. th- than anyone else doing it, particularly sports here. Talk your mm-hmm. shit. No, no, on some real shit, like sports is very, very specific. It's specific. It's only local sports coverage, radio, I guess just radio. What else is there? I guess I the, only, the nightly news. Yeah, I guess you, you do the, the news. The high school football, like uh, whatever. There's it, no personality to it. Not, or there's a personality. Yeah, well, it's a... But he got Shaw on his jaw and he got Camo on and he's uh, talking like a this and a that. And a, them kids need to get out on the field. Just shut up and dribble. Where's my Yeti? Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, it really. But but beyond like okay, and I'm sure that I'm sure that works for some people. So I, I'm I'm. This has been a week of me yucking people's yum. Um, but but like I'm sure that works for some people. Some people might find that very yummy. But I just want variety. Yes, that's yes. it. That's what we're missing in Charleston, particularly with the demographics we have. Yes, we don't have the variety to match those demographics. Mm-mm. And that drives me. I, I just can't take that. Like, no, it's espe- unacceptable. Especially we're in the South. Sports are very important to Southern culture. Um, I mean, it, you can make that argument for any region, but specifically in the South, especially at like college and high school level. And so, you know, that sports is not all white. It's not all one anything. There's a lot of diversity in sports. So why isn't that reflected in the coverage? And so while you're not doing color or analysis per se on Beyond the Arc, you are able to 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 give your perspective on sports and in, in, in current affairs. So um, I think you're able to do it in a way that offers that variety that's missing. There's nobody, I, I'm sure there's some podcasts, there's more food and bed podcasts, I think, than there are like sports and whatnot. Yes, right. that, that is very Charleston yeah. of us. Yeah. Which, with, that's yeah. also funny because there's right. not that much variety in the food and bev industry either. Like no. it's all like, okay, well, here's a white-owned Mexican restaurant right. and here's a white-owned Asian restaurant. Oh, here's oh, a white-owned oh, white oh, restaurant. Let me not, let me not say no. that. <laughs> but yeah, there's a... You be going in there thinking that I'm like, hold up, what's going on? Yeah, nah, nah. But that's but that's Charleston. It's very paternalistic in terms of shit. Any cultural expression, whether it's in cuisine or whether it's music, art, like it's like oh, if if a, if a white if the white dominant culture says it's cool, then it then it flies. But that's why you don't see hip hop on the peninsula, uh, not much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you got dress codes heavy at these bars and whatnot. It's very very um, con- it's a confining feeling. I don't know if that's the right word, but I feel very confined. But we're busting out of that bullshit. Yeah, and I think that's that is where the opportunity for the people's beat. And just everything you're doing, everything I'm doing, that's where it mm-hmm. is, is just opening up these doors to yeah. people to where, oh, I can have this kind of event and I can get 
this kind of news coverage and I can do this mm-hmm. and and kind of show people that you know we're not stuck in this box this this is a thing too I'm, and I'm I'm not saying nothing that y'all some of y'all who've been trying at business if you're black and you're brown you're immigrant or you're if you're indigenous Gullah Geechee you've all run into that wall where you've done a thing successfully but the city's like, we ain't gonna let you do it again. I'm, I'm serious. So I know that that lived experience of, yes, I was able to organize a rally with 4,000 people at Brittle Bank Park. Then I go back a month or two later, try to get another, uh, you know, another permit. And it's like, nope. Um, I know I've come out the gate and done a lot of things successfully and then try to go back and do it. And Charles was like, nah, we let you rock one time. We're not going to let you rock two times. Mm. I'm saying that because we're creating this podcast or co-creating it with you, producing it. I know we're going to have to grow our audience outside of Charleston because this city is very hostile to like what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. I do think Charleston will come around. They but will. I think that like, outside will come around first. No, seriously. It's going to be like the, I hate to say it, but like the ranky-tanky effect. Not I hate to say it because I don't like ranky-tanky, but um, but it's like ranky-tanky been around for a minute. They win a Grammy. They get recognized here. They get, like I guess, a key to the I don't know. They get all these things, a proclamation. Um, but yeah, it's because they went off and got this other success. Um, but yeah, I, I really do. They will embrace it, and uh, yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> the the story where like the the player gets drafted to the NBA and his daddy shows up all of a sudden. Oh my god! That's oh what my it, god! That's what it feels like. Oh to me. Like, god! Hey, we'll show up. I'm like fuck yeah. you, daddy. No. Why did you want me? <laughs> Such a great scene. Yeah, no. The reboot looked good too. Like um, I'm, I, you know. But anyway, anyway, let's not <laughs> let's not derail like we always do. And I'm not gonna edit this one. Like we, <laughs> I really care about your podcast. <laughs> I, I make sure we edit and we time out. But no, all right. So let's just take people into um, this week. Um, so this week on Miked Up on Twitch. Um, I had a very specific episode about pandering. Speaking of 90s black sitcoms, <laughs> how about that transition? Oh my gosh. I'm not doing any type of post-production here either, but yeah, <laughs> just in your head, y'all, Theater of the Mind, the Family Matters theme song. Just thought the plant, piano keys just to start a, start a plan, right? Yeah, so so um, a local politician, Joe Cunningham, he released this parody video on President's Day, so it was everybody's day off. It didn't really, I, I'm not, no, no shade, but it didn't take off. I think they, I think they wanted it to be really viral and to like get picked up by all somebody. these somebody like you know be on like I don't know Entertainment Tonight or something. He thought it was close enough to the fringes of Black culture that Charleston would wouldn't be okay with it, right? right? And then they did this like this this local push with local press or media outlets to try to really get and it just it just didn't take I, I could tell that the ROI on that shit was not what it was supposed to be but but what's more important about that other than whether or not it failed or succeeded or, you know success whether it was successful or not um is that the decision of a white candidate who really does struggle with um and I know this firsthand um, just by looking at and knowing people who work on the campaign, a, a white candidate who struggles with retaining black talent to work on the staff. I think currently the core staff only has two two black people. Uh, check out Mic'd Up because I had my girl Lexi Coburn kind of break down w- what's really missing in, in campaigns oh, like yeah, Cunningham. She was incredible. She was good. Yeah, shout out to my girl. But um, but not only that, like who who, who said hey. Let's do Family Matters parody with a majority non-black staff. And then like and like my like my girl said, I'm not gonna say her name because I didn't get permission. Full house was right the fuck there. Full house was right there. 
And so the so it, it to me while people were like loving it and thinking it was cute. I was like, this is just pandering to black people. And then it was confirmed when you saw the stories written in local media about it, the way they really force fed that, hey, we're 70% POC. I'm like, yeah, you didn't say 70% black, you said POC. So, um, or minority, I think that was the word, minority, which could be women, could be, Mm. you know, they being a little cute with 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 the stats. And so yeah, you joined me. You you joined me on that episode. I know I talked a lot, but you joined me on that episode. Yeah. Yes, because so so Joe Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't a huge fan when he was up for re-election. Right. I didn't pay attention initially because I've only past couple years really gotten into paying attention to local politics. That's real though. Yeah. Yeah. So well, welcome. Um, yeah, I know. It, it, <laughs> I wish I hadn't because it is just. Well, next time you show up, I'll have my voter registration forms ready for you. We're going to get you clearly. Yeah. But but it's fun. It's like sports to me. That's what got me into it. It feels like sports to me. It really does. Yeah. And then you see you see how much it does affect your day-to-day life. Um, and you're like, oh. Oh, yeah, maybe. And, oh, no. <laughs> I should probably watch this, but I don't want to because right. it's not going well. Right, right. And, and the red state is hard. I, I get why people don't don't want to uh, engage as much. I'm not saying that every black person is is um, leans left, but it just really has been, you know, one way for so long that you're not even interested. Period, because it's just one sided. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I wasn't a huge Cunningham fan when he was up for re-election against Nancy Mace because. I went to his website. I went to his Instagram page. <laughs> couldn't find Mm-mm. anyone who looked like me. Mm-mm. Couldn't find a mention of any issue that affected me mm-hmm. personally, like based on race. And you got all this stuff about like climate change, and you don't mention yeah. the Gullah Geechee, right. how that's being affected. Yeah. Back then, that's when he was really the single issue candidate where he, yes. he lucked up on offshore drilling. Um, his opponent at that time was like, oh, I'm all in on drilling on your shit. And those wealthy, uh, those wealthy uh, waterfront um, land-owning folks were like, nah. And so, yeah, that's back in the day. He was very limited. And now he's trying to, I can see he's trying to break out of that single he, issue shit. trying. Yeah. And I guess I have something personally that's no fault of his own, uh-huh. really. Uh-huh. But he, he just embodies to me that mediocre white person nah. who's always picked over me. I mean, for real. So my eyes start switching. Yeah, I mean, and I'm telling you, for those who just don't understand, because take take my activism out of it. Before I was an activist, I was trying to make it here as an entrepreneur, and there are just certain doors that are shut, and you don't know why. You know, you have the talent. You know, you have. You know, you if you don't have the talent, you know how to get it. You know how to get the degree or the credentials, and yet. We're just not extended the same opportunities here, no matter how much we try. Yeah. And he could very well be a great guy. I, I, I'm not saying he's not, but right. I mean, right. I'm sure he's sweet. Meh. Yeah, right. No meh. And so, you know, um, you know, we 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 talked about it. All. We talked about the. So when you're meh, though, when you're meh, you have to kind of distract people with like parodies of black sitcoms. Yes. Um, you have to do a lot of things like you know be in the water in a wetsuit and you know have you know stuff like that, go right? To the brewery. And go to and a lot of his legislation is very bro. He's like pro yeah. marijuana, yeah. pro sports betting. Like we get it, bro. We get what you're doing, and that's what you do when candidates don't have substance. And this is just me. For those who don't know, 
I'm a, I have a degree in political science. I've worked in politics. I've worked political and I've worked strategy to some extent as well. So I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So when your candidate doesn't have substance, you distract a little bit with a lot of garnish, if you will. Yeah. That's what I do my whole life. Like, <laughs> I just... Hope you don't notice that I don't have substance. I just make jokes and I dress nah. brightly colored. Nah, nah, no, no. no. I'm I'm way more likable than Joe Cunningham. You, no, you. I'm not even get to that because that's actually like exhaust me in a good way. Like you so could run for office though. You, I could you, not. I no, you don't me. want the job, yeah, but I don't you, want that. Yeah. yeah, but I could. But you could. No, no. I'm just talking like this hypothetical. You could run. I can't wait you come up with parody Ooh. content though. You are going to. Oh, Brandon runs I'm for office. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, you could get the yeah. wheels turning. Yeah. But I think it was interesting that he picked um, Family Matters. Yeah. Because that's pretty, pretty inoffensive. And for those of you who don't know, once you become like a friend of, of Brandon, <laughs> you then receive terrible photoshops from me. Constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh my god, I'm glad you reminded me. So yeah, you. So he used Family Matters, and then like the, so the the ancillary conversations I were having like, why didn't he choose this sitcom? Why did he choose that one? And then you went the other direction. You were like, oh, what <laughs> was up? Yeah, I was. So I sent Mika like a bunch of photoshops I did. <laughs> Of, only uh, one whiff Only one whiff Yeah there was one That wasn't good I wasn't confident But I did it anyway Because yeah. I'm I'm a volume shooter <laughs> So Mika got Who'd you get You got Hanging um, hangin with Mr. Cooper But it was Hanging with Mr. Cunningham That was good I, I, Was um, that Wait go ahead Go ahead Let me see The bad one, one was Was it the Steve Harvey show one That one's the I one I wasn't too yeah. I wasn't too proud what of that What was he supposed to be in that He was just he was, I think he was Steve Okay. I should have picked a Steve should have had on a louder suit for Maybe. that photo shot. And also too, I just wasn't the biggest Steve Harvey show fan still. You know, that's just me. So maybe I I thought I missed the joke. But that no, was the whiff. I it think was, it yeah. was decent show, honestly. For That's for what everyone says. LaVita Alize Jenkins Robinson. <laughs> if you watch the show, you know. Well that, yes. Yeah, that was yeah, Sadie. Yeah, yep. that okay, okay, I got you. I got um, you. who else did I mm-hmm. Mo to the Oh yeah Joeisha <laughs> That was the winner Joeisha <laughs> With the poorly Photoshopped J It's cool It, it was good But that <laughs> I want you I want to encourage you To keep doing that Please oh, keep absolutely Don't <laughs> I do it for the love of the game <laughs> That's not even for content. That's just for me. I'm gonna start doing it too, cause I I do it. I do it on my Instagram stories when I do a real quick one. I did it with um a current city council person who we not named, cause I talk about it enough on on mic up the Twitch stream. But um no, I think I think that's what this that's what Charleston doesn't have enough of. They have we have a lot of comics coming through here or come from here. We don't have people poking fun at some of the things that people take so fucking seriously, especially a meh. Candidate, like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I wonder how much of that is is like a rejection of black culture, because like, Ooh, shit, talking shit to your friends, yeah, is is very black to me. And you notice too. You probably notice this in the chat. Sometimes my chat get quiet. Like we, we was talking about some, some, we were talking about somebody's athletic skills in the chat yeah. today. And I, no, 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 don't don't make that. Yeah, like that. It was, it, it was, was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> Uproariously, I was just laughing. It was hilarious. It was. It was a child, whatever. Okay. But it, the child's probably a nice child, probably a regular ass child. But the <laughs> child, like the criticisms were accurate. But it got real quiet. It did. And I know, and it, but but me, you, and I'm going to say AJ. Yeah. We was cutting up. And jo, I think Joni's up in there yeah. too. And I just think that's a black thing. Just like. We just had, we just interviewed somebody who's like now is still being called a nickname from college 
And it's, yeah, anyway. That's just how it goes. Like, it could even be, like, the most painful event. <laughs> and we're still going to make fun of it and, and be, like... Look, and I think this is what, when you and I continue to work together, you're going to see that my sense of humor... I have a... There's a very dark sense of humor where, like, you're going to be like, yo, you need, you need counseling. <laughs> and then I, have, I, I, I said it before. I, I said this for years, but, but Joni gave my new name, Joni from the Twitch stream. I said this before. I said I have an inner white boy in me called Gunner. He's 15. He says the N-word inappropriately. I listen to too much Eminem and like Pop Smoke. And like that's my sense of humor. And, and, and I'm not going to bring down this episode, but I, I lost two siblings, right? And only, when I think back to like when I had when we had the burial, I actually took charge of both of the arrangements. All I can think about is the funny shit. All I can think about is my brother. It was a it was a blizzard in New Jersey in in twenty uh, in uh, two thousand nine. My brother's passed away. My mom wants to have a funeral the week before Christmas in North Carolina. We're in New Jersey. His body misses the plane, and like they was like, your brother missed the plane. I'm like. How does Damn. a how, how does a casket miss the <laughs> miss the flight? And that, and I'm and I'm bringing that up because I think that's how I healed. I think that's how I got through because I was able to joke about some of that stuff that happened. I don't know. We're gonna bring it back to the pandering conversation, yes, but you just will. reminded me of of a joke that I had to stop telling because <laughs> I wasn't getting the reaction I wanted. People get really weird with shit. But what was it? Yeah, I bet stuff about me. So, so I was raised by a single mother. Okay. And people would be like, "Oh, well, where's your dad?" And I would be like, "Oh, my dad passed when when I was born." <laughs> okay. And they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that." I was like, "Oh, he's not dead. They just told him he was gonna be a dad." And he was like, "No, thanks. I'll pass." Oh, I think that's funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. They're and like, everyone just like, oh, oh. <laughs> very dark. Like, I mean. And like you said, what, what did you say? You said you don't know if it's like a cultural thing that people resist. Like, I really do think they're so used to getting black culture from a non-black source. Yes. That when we give it to the two people raw and uncut, I think that's why people are still jarred by how I deliver deliver information and, and news. I, I'd say that's probably accurate because I do notice like sometimes in the Twitch comments, it as gets, you were saying, ugh, it's a little like, quiet. Oh, I'm like you damn. can't say that. Like you can say that. Right. Right. It's funny. We can laugh. I said it yesterday. I'm like, make, I said ridicule racist. You're never going to get in trouble for ridiculing a racist. But I can tell people like, I don't know. But I'm like, no, you can ridicule a, you can ridicule somebody who works alongside the Proud Boys. I give you permission. <laughs> kind of related to that. So how much, how much uh, static do you receive for coming at Joe Cunningham? So I get static. You can't hear. It's like a, I can. It's like a dog whistle. I'm not calling myself a bitch, even though I can be. But like, it's only like only my ears can can like sonically tune in to the silent. Like there's a silence. This is this is the thing about Charleston too. But I get a lot of um, silent contempt. <laughs> so so that's one but but I've had like um uh Joe Cunningham strategist who is very popular, very well regarded for the most part. He does have a reputation. But you know, one day I said some shit about Joe Cunningham, very innocuous. Like it was one of those tweets, those throwaway tweets like, "Ah, he's buns." And then <laughs> Like we don't follow each other, and he was searching through searching Joe Cunningham's Joe's name on Twitter, searching his mentions. And I'm like, bro, get a fucking life! Like you're making money hand over fist, selling this fugazi ass strategy. And I'm like, yeah. So I get that, com but I get a lot more silent contempt. Than I get ignored a lot. So yeah, which is interesting <laughs> to me because anybody can get it. Like anybody can get these jokes. Politicians that I like can get jokes. Right. 
That's and it'd be like, oh, I'm make fun of my mama. Like, come yeah. on, let's go. Right. And that's why. So when I was talking about the pandering, I got to go back and watch. But I felt like I was having a lot of fun with it. I, yes. I thought the use of the panda. I thought that I had uh, I had edited some stuff that I didn't even put up because uh, just because of time. But I'm like, I have fun. And, and you know, it, it kind of like eh, I know because he's so 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 people just haven't gotten to that point where they realize the Dems in this state really aren't running to win. So they really do still believe that he has a chance to win governor. He doesn't have a chance to win governor um, to win that seat. Rather, to, with going up against the incumbent um, Henry McMaster, the name, the name says it all, y'all who mm. don't know. But, yeah, I, I just I, I have to I have to understand that people are really still committed to the idea that. Um, that thing on the shelf is what it what the what the commercial says, and I'm telling you that the commercial is hype, and it's it's not going to be what you think. The pandering know. didn't work. Yeah, and and that, man, they don't like that. They don't like that. It's I'm telling you, there's something about a black person supposed to be like either virtuous, righteous, or I don't know, dunk a fucking ball. I don't know. We got to be either like physically gifted or very compliant. So when I I feel like I'm like a re, an animated doll or something that comes to life and they're like, well, wait why are you pandering? What? <laughs> you have an opinion, right? Wait, what uh, pandering? What we don't even tell show, tell me where whoever talks about pandering here who who calls a thing a thing? I have not found. I'm I'm waiting for the show. I'm waiting for. I want others. I want other Mikas, and it just doesn't exist. And so um, yeah, it, it's I don't know. I don't even know if I answered your question, but yeah, the pandering conversation um i know it didn't sit well with a lot of people but it was funny to me it's accurate and and it really to me shows <laughs> that white people the white establishment do recognize the value of of black voters yes. and black culture mm-hmm. they're yeah. just hoping to get it as cheap commodified for them yeah, yeah and benefit and isn't that isn't that something that's so charleston here hey oh you want the labor oh you want the labor and expertise but you don't actually want to pay oh, okay you don't want to actually Right, promote the source. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it was such a because it's so shameless too, mm. and you know when it's happening. Yeah, like, like with Hillary with the hot sauce in um, her purse. Yep. That's and, what I put on the thumbnail. Yeah. Yep, yep. Hillary with the hot sauce. Uh, Tom Steyer bringing juvenile to, to to rap back that back yes. that ass up. The, the it, musical ones are my favorite ones. There you go. Oh yeah. It, Hey, that's that's kind of what led to this episode. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, this is perfect. This worked out perfectly. Look at that Man, segue. We're professional. If I, yeah, we look at us. We're getting oh. it. We're getting so, it. So <laughs> in the comments mm-hmm. after you did the Tom Steyer, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, each each politician uh-huh. should have like a pandering walk-up song. Like you go to a baseball <laughs> game, the batters walk up, they play a song, the batter picks. And that's what they pander with. Okay, this is an interesting idea. When you kind of you you just gave me the broad strokes of this idea. This is and I'm a huge sports fan, so I'm digging this already. Go go go. So I just so happen Uh to come up with the batter walk up songs for some local politicians. Oh wow, let's go, let's go. I don't know if I should use my baseball announcer voice or not. I got. Wait, you got a Joe Buck in your back pocket? I'm gonna. I want to see. We're, now the problem with this is that if I start it, I have to stick with the baseball announcer voice. So don't do it. Okay, just be. It's okay. okay. This, this is this, this. No podcast. one cares. No one cares. Everyone enjoys everything I do. That's right. So that's why I'm, I'm actually just using you because people really like you. So I'm just gonna yeah. <laughs> Coming to the plate, Joe Cunningham. Dun, 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 dun. Go ahead. No, <laughs> Joe is absolutely desperate to project cool. He's always ready to crack open a brew with the bros. 
I imagine he uses the term buddy a lot. In addition to being one of the guys, he is also considered to be attractive by white women because they have been socially conditioned to find average white men attractive, and Joe embodies average in every way. Oh, snap. In order to convey this combination of cool, one of the guys, and confusingly broad sex appeal, <laughs> Joe is going to play Drake's In My Feelings, and he's going to attempt to dance as well. Oh, God. That's a good one. Oh, wow. I like, okay, now I get what you're doing. Okay, yeah. let's go, let's go. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Batting second, <laughs> we have Dr. Annie Andrews. Oh, shit. Wait. Oh. <laughs> okay, go, 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 go. Dr. Annie's aesthetic is not just mom, and not just doctor, but cool doctor mom. <laughs> she's smart, she's cool, she's sassy, and she knows how to have fun. <laughs> she's playing something you can dance to while holding a turvis tumbler full of wine. <laughs> something simple that she can pull off with her friends and let you know she's still got it. Dr. Annie is pandering with VIC's The Waddle. Oh my God, The Waddle. This is good. Okay, okay. You digging deep. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this is going to be good or bad. This... They're going to snatch me up. Okay, that's fine. How many you got? Wait, I just I need... got five. Jesus. Okay, go, 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 go. This is good. They're good, though. Okay. They're good. Next up, we have Nancy Mace. Oh, shit. Desperate for not only votes, but also attention, Nancy would <laughs> gladly welcome the opportunity to pander to black people. She's always looking for new and exciting ways to tell people that she's a single mother. Lucky for her, she's got the perfect pandering song in her pre-blind date playlist to show us that she's a strong, independent woman. That's right, Nancy is pandering with Single Ladies by Beyonce. Oh, wow. That's not... See, Nancy, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. okay. This is, first of all, <laughs> shout out to you. Who knew you could write? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, you're doing See, great. You let me out the box, and this oh, is what you shit, get. I thought I was cute for being in the fucking Oxford American. Go ahead, keep going. Uh huh. Speaking <laughs> of strong Republican women, next up is Katie Arrington. Mm. She's looking to convey that badass, super patriotic, everyday woman of the people who wear giant designer belt buckles image. <laughs> Unfortunately, Katie knows very little about black culture, so she's going to have to go with the only song she knows that fits this criteria. <laughs> that black people may have also heard at some point in their lives. Her pandering song is Carrie Underwood's Sunday Night Football theme song. Oh, no. And you know what? That is so <laughs> on brand. She better. <laughs> Waiting all day for <laughs> Sunday night. That one. Oh, Katie. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Finally. Uh-oh. We it. have Tim Scott. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty sad that a black man has to pander to black people. But luckily, Tim is experienced in doing just that. Tim has shot campaign ads in barbershops despite not having hair on his head or face. That's the kind of subtle insight into black culture you can only get by hiring old white men to tell you what black people like. Tim's staff has assured him that we love gangsta hippity hop, and a quick Google search yields the perfect result to show off Tim's knowledge of black culture. Tim will be pandering with the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. <laughs> hip hop, hippity hip, hippity hip hop. I got it. So uh, that's for some reason what I wrote down. I'm first of all, can I just say you're the first person to actually prepare like mad content for my podcast? I, I have an addiction. You, you, yeah, it's a muscle you need to train because you're doing it. I can't wait to just. I just can't wait for people to make contact with your with your content because it's it's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah if you want more of that. <laughs> Shame it. Shameless plug. Go, go. Come to the Beyond the Arc podcast with Brandon Silvers. Mm-hmm. Now on Spotify. <laughs> Calm down. And also <laughs> thepeoplesbeat.com. It's on peoplesbeat.com, y'all. Y'all can find it there. It'll be a little widget there. Just scroll down to the sports section, you know what I mean? And just go ahead and click on that. Uh, we're going to release episodes what? Ooh, what every, every Monday. Every Monday. Every, yep, every Monday. You. I'm sorry. I got lost. Oh, I was thinking about this, more. He's um, busy writing the next song. show. Yeah, like, I got an idea. <laughs> he's like, let me call Quincy yeah. Jones. <laughs> I will let you know as well. We have tried a new thing. I've seen how how good white people are at pandering yeah. to black people. Mm-hmm. Not very good. And so I'm like, you know, I can do better than that. I've decided with my platform to pander to white people. Yeah, it's oh, for real. Come one, come all. Like that's This is your safe space. I know you don't have a lot of safe spaces in America. So this is one for you. You know what I'm going to do? This, I will do some projection here. I'm going to drop the new trailer. To showcase this new pandering yeah. skill you, you had. Scared them, you scared them all off. <laughs> like, white people were fleeing from my content because they were like, oh, Mika produces it? <laughs> you know what? I'm really, I know about the land is played, but I really hope that I didn't. I'm so, you know, I always apologize too much. I really hope that people hear you loud and clear, though. Yeah. Well, if you bother white people, I can't imagine what, what I've just done. I will say this. I was very um, surprised, pleasantly surprised at your capacity and desire to bother. Just We're not even trying to bother all the white people. Just the pandering ass, meh, mediocre yes. ones. That's like it. I said, anybody can get it. Any- I do it to my friends, my loved ones. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have the same intent with who I'm directing my ire at. (laughs) But everyone can get these jokes. They're going to call you racist. What are you going to say to them when they say you're racist against white people? (laughs) My mom's white. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Episode (laughs) over. We out.